Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. I'm Rick from the Mad Max Minute. And I'm Julia, also from Mad Max. Welcome, Rick and Julia. Thanks for coming back. For well, thank day. you for having us back. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another <laughs> way to say that. Today, we're talking about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Minute 87. Minute 87 starts with the Asbel apologizing for taking so long. And it ends with the mayor of Pajit saying that they have to leave the clouds and fight. <laughs> oh, the mayor. <laughs> yeah. A continual fountain of just good ideas. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great if he was dubbed with uh, Mayor Quimby's voice. <laughs> <laughs> We have to uh, leave the uh, clouds and fight. <laughs> or or I guess you could put Adam West in there for the, for the family guy. <laughs> Gosh. So what, uh, why, uh, see, he, uh, Aspel apologizes for being late. Why, why was he late, do you think? Why was he late? Or how long do you think he was in, that Nazca was in that room? All right. Mm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but... I just I remember when they took Nasca into custody. Didn't they hit Asbel on the back of the head with like a gun or something they like did. that? Yeah, yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they knocked him out. Good point. They totally so, did. That's what I thought. I thought they knocked him out, and so he's probably waking up realizing how much time has passed, and he's like, "Oh no!" Maybe he has absolutely no idea how much time has passed. <laughs> so it didn't just... seem like that long to me. But then he also had time to tell his mother. The whole story. Yeah, what's going down? I mean, she also might have been one of the women looking out from the window. Well, she came in in the last minute. She said, Asbel told me everything, right? Oh, yeah. Hmm. So he woke up, told her that. Nausicaa was sitting in that, you know, the potato. The potato room? The potato storage room. potato room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For, I don't know, a couple hours or whatever. Yeah, at least like a couple hours. At least a couple hours. Time enough for Asbel to wake up. Tell the story to his mother. Get this plan down. Yeah, get this plan. Mother, the mother to find like a handmaiden with a correct build. Yeah. She probably already had one. Yeah. But when she, the mother escorts her into the kind of the common room, Aspel shows up immediately, right? Aspel like pops out from... Right after she comes in? She walks through the room a little and then Aspel pops up. Like almost like, so like no time has passed. She goes into that room, gets apologized to by the old woman, and then Aspel pops up, right? Yeah, the old woman apologizes to her, and yeah, and then a woman calls out to her, and Aspel is already so. There's no t- so the the length of time that he's apologizing for is the length of time that she was sitting in the potato room. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Right? Which I imagine for anyone who sat for any span of time in a potato room yes. is just too long. Seems like <laughs> just <laughs> too long. Yes, right. <laughs> I don't know if it's the size of the room or the the company that she kept, but just there's something about a potato room that you, yeah. you get put in there and you just instantly want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> the only good thing about the potato room is the potatoes. Is that the good you know, thing or the worst thing? Oh, God. If I was going to put a hostage in a potato room, I would throw them a potato peeler and say, oh, if you're yeah. going to be in there, be useful and yeah. peel yeah. these potatoes. Yeah, get to work. <laughs> Maybe she was and she just wasn't doing it. 
That's why there were so many on the floor because she was just throwing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably have a good time like throwing a potato against the wall and see how hard you had to throw it before it smashed into smithereens. Yeah. Of course, she's so compassionate that this is she'd probably feel really bad. Innocent people's food supply. Yeah. So she would never do that. Yeah. I imagine a situation kind of like Cool Hand Luke, where in Cool Hand Luke, he's got <laughs> yeah. a baseball and he throws it against the floor, it bounces off the wall, and he catches it. And so oh, I can just I see he... <laughs> her with a potato tossing it against the wall and catching it again. And the guard outside is like, ah, oh, stop throwing those dang potatoes. I thought you were going to talk about the egg thing. Yeah, that's, I thought it was going there too. <laughs> she had made a bet with the mayor of Pajita on how many potatoes she could eat. <laughs> that's why she was huddled, because she just couldn't take any more. <laughs> she, <laughs> she was just yeah. pain. Say, it's too much starch. <laughs> Potato pain. <laughs> Potato pain. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all eaten too many French fries. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so they get into the the hold where the uh, where Mev is stored, and you know, I guess it totally makes sense that they they grabbed Mev when they took off. Yeah. What is Nausicaa doing when she pops open that little panel on the top? She pops open that panel and like turns something inside. Mm. What do you think that is? Oh, I thought she was like priming the engine kind of thing. Because it, it is primarily a glider, but it does have some power to it. Yeah, it does. So she's probably checking that it was still functional or prepping it for takeoff. Checking the fuel level or... Yeah, I was... Yeah. Well, like checking th- to see if like the Pajit soldiers like mess it up or anything. It's Making very... sure no one changed their radio presets. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. the important things. <laughs> I was thinking maybe she was like releasing the... Like the wings are locked maybe in that fold position and maybe she was just like releasing that so when they push it out it would but yeah Mm. i like the radio presets though yeah (laughs) (laughs) just need the right music yeah you know the bass levels are all wrong (laughs) they were equalizer settings so again we get uh we get propeller sound effects with no propeller we've never seen a propeller but that's the that's the sound that makes sense for these planes uh, you know, just it's the sound that like rings the, pushes the buttons in your head to say, "Oh, planes, <laughs> planes, yeah." <laughs> it's nice dramatic timing that as soon as Asbel opens the door, the the Tomekin Corvette appears. You know, and isn't that just the way of things? Yeah. You're going about your day, you crank open the side door, and then yeah. all of a sudden, enemy gunship. Just yeah, uh, right there. Tuesdays, am I right? <laughs> Good thing they're hor- they're hor- the Tomekians are horrible shots. <laughs> I, I I'm not even convinced that those guns necessarily do anything. This minute <laughs> and a later on minute down the road, yeah. we see the Tomekians shooting so much from their gunship at this Pajit airship, and just nothing really seems to happen aside from maybe a few divots in the hull. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we get to we get the the side of the doorway gets banged up a little bit and there's a hole in the floorboards in this minute. Yeah, and then there's a couple pock marks like in the front of the cockpit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the storm does way more damage yeah. to the airship than the Telmechian yeah. gunship does. I'm wondering if they are, uh, maybe they're using, they only have rubber bullets or something or like, <laughs> they're, they're, did you, all they have is blanks and it's just like paper wads being thrown oh, out. Oh God. 
Yeah, because their gunning is not it's horrible. The only thing, that, the only time that we see their gunning really be effective is the cor. I mean, we saw the Corvette shoot down Aspel's gunship. Yeah, that was the only time. That's the one time that they were successful. I mean, even like a couple uh, weeks ago, when they were firing the the tanks, the tank cannons at the tank that the, the two old men or had taken over. I mean, you see that it shot right into like the right tread of the other tank. And yeah. It didn't, you would think that would blow it all to heck, but it didn't do much damage. No. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think it says a lot about the craftsmanship between the kingdoms that we're seeing here. Like the Pajit, they know how to build gunships. Yeah. Because their entire society is built around this idea of not even self-sacrifice, just self-destruction. And so they make <laughs> their ships really tough so they can withstand those kamikaze attacks. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Talet... Uh, Tomekians are like, we're going to look real cool, but we're also going to build our ships out of spit and balsa wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. And I wonder if the Pajits, they make their their ships so uh, rough just because, you know, they want to make that self-destruction like more of a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they go into the uh, into the cloud and the, uh, the Tomekians say, idiots, nothing but wind and lightning in there. Japanese is, is a little bit more colorful. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nothing in there but uh, turbulence and electric hell. That is so much better. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> turbulence and electric hell, that's perfect. Denki no jikoku. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. This is like the dragon cloud in Castle in the Sky, the yeah. dragon's nest. Yeah. In Castle in the Sky, where it's just a cloud of just chaos and lightning. Yeah. Yeah, lightning hell. It's a better way to put it. What else you got? Not not a lot. The mayor is still calling the shots. Right? Yeah. Why they're still listening to this guy? Yeah, I don't know. Boggles my mind. I mean, <laughs> okay, first one that we really know of is he lets the Tomekians get away with the warrior and their princess all in one below. His next call is that he calls the bugs in to destroy the city. This other call, oh, let's fly into the storm cloud. And now let's fly back out of the storm cloud so that we yeah. can get shot at. It's like this guy is a treasure trove of bad ideas and poor <laughs> calls and just not the guy you want in charge of keeping your population alive in my opinion no. i mean cultural differences aside yeah and it's weird i mean the, the, apparently there's no separation you know between like civilian military leadership i mean even if he was got was like setting policy or something like that and being administrative why is he calling the shots like you know tactically in the middle of a battle wouldn't you want he's probably the only one left Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, good, that's possible. I just want Lestil's mother to come up, slap in the face, be like, let my son take charge, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a real, I mean, there's a real gender divide in roles, apparently, in Pajit. Because yeah. like, there's no men in that room, and there's no women up on the, you know, in the cockpit involved in the, you know, in making decisions or, or defending the ship. Yeah. Anything else? No. Yeah, that's all I have. That's it. All right. <laughs> Short one. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time then on Ghibli Minute. On the Ghibli Minute. The Ghibli Minute. The Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. <laughs> okay.